0: From the Tulsa world, this is the OU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Eric Bailey and Mason Young. Oklahoma recorded a 66-17 win over Tulsa. Just impressive from the get-go, Mason. This was kind of what we expected. Uh, Really efficient on offense. Had a little bit of stumbles in the... Uh, Toward the halftime defensively, but really righted the ship, Uh, really just did what they expected today.
1: Yeah, it it was really, honestly, pretty insane to watch, just how efficient Dylan Gabriel was once again, how good OU's offense was, getting so many receivers involved. You had a couple guys in in Jalil Farouk and Andrew Anthony that went over 100 yards. You had Nick Anderson picking up three touchdowns in this game, the first three of his career incredible how how good the offense was even though they didn't have much of a running game and from the defensive side of things yeah the five interceptions you know some of them were bad balls by Tulsa others were great plays by OU's defenders and Brent Venables basically said they'll take them any way they can get them they're not gonna apologize for the bet for taking away the bad balls that Tulsa threw uh you know they just want to generate turnovers and, and that leads to wins so uh really really a very complete effort today.
0: Let's hit up the offense first. I tell you, uh, Dylan Gabriel, 28-31 for 421 yards, only three incompletions. One interception was hit when he was throwing the ball. You know, we talked about last week they didn't throw the deep ball. They came out and threw a a long pass on the first play of the game to Andrew Anthony, uh, 55-yard play right off the bat. Uh, second play, 34 yard touchdown pass. They just threw the ball at will against the golden hurricane went, went long. Uh, yeah, there was nothing wrong with going deep against the the golden hurricane. I was really impressed with the way they threw the ball, hit a lot of different receivers. Uh, and you mentioned Nick Anderson, three catches, three touchdown passes. First time a freshman has caught three touchdowns in a single game. Uh, they really, really got, uh, Dylan Gabriel in sync with his receivers. And that was pretty impressive. Um, Dylan Gabriel, he looked confident there. there is two games in a row or two out of the three games that he's played non-conference, only three incompletions. Yeah, I
1: think the thing is you uh, you want to continue to see him improve situationally. That was the talk of the whole offseason and against good teams that are going to challenge OU on third down. You know, what can he do? Uh, can he can he stand tall against the test when he's got guys coming at him, uh, you know, trying to sack him on third down? Um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing continuing moving forward watching this team is just how does Dylan Gabriel improve in the key situations off of last year? Because obviously when he has a clean pocket and he's got guys uh, running wide open uh, downfield, you know, he's very good. Uh, but can he continue to uh, put that together against some teams that are some better defenses? We obviously saw he struggled a little bit against SMU, but uh, once he got into a rhythm, especially in the fourth quarter, uh, things started to click. And today was just another great example of of how when he has time um, and his guys are open, he's he's going to hit him. He's accurate and and he's going to make the most of his opportunities. So, one player we need to talk about is Jalil Farouk, first player
0: in OU history to have a hundred receiving yards and have. Uh, return yard is over a hundred hundred yards he had opened the game with a 62 yard kick return everyone was cheering and then he fumbled the ball he wondered how that was gonna if that was gonna ruin his day and then two offensive plays later caught the touchdown pass you know he had 126 receiving yards career high for him first time he went over 100 yards interestingly 126 receiving yards 101 yards after the catch I mean we talk about his playmaking ability uh, that's big time for him, 101 yards after the catch. You, you want the ball in his hands because he can make plays. We saw last week with his athletic ability on his touchdown pass or touchdown reception. Uh, now we're seeing what he can do at, You know, with the ball in his hands. I think more and more, if you can get be creative with the way you get him the ball, things can happen.
1: Yeah, you know, Eric, I really think he, what it amounts to is he's just a slow starter. It took him a little time to get going last year, and then he got a touchdown against Nebraska in week three, and everything was good. So this year he got on the board earlier. He had a touchdown catch that was pretty significant last week against SMU, and obviously this week he had the best game of his career. And and yeah, to your point, the more they can get him involved, the uh the better off they're going to be. He's just a dynamic offensive weapon. We saw them even kind of run him on some pitch plays a little bit, and obviously he ran some reverses and some sweeps and stuff a lot last year. And yeah, he's he's fast and he's really good in the open field, and so. Uh, the more they can get him get him the ball, um, the better off they're gonna be. I, I honestly can't believe that some people really thought that he wouldn't be any sort of factor in this offense this year. Obviously, Andrew Anthony's been very good and and he is that top deep threat for OU, but I think that they both have have the opportunity to uh, be really productive this year. Uh kind of that that one-two punch almost for OU at receiver. Obviously, with a mix of other guys, we saw some good stuff from Drake Stoops and from Nick Anderson today as well. So but uh, for all the people that counted Farouk out, you know, he is going to be a big part of the game plan moving forward. I do want to mention Jaden Gibson. Here's a young man who
0: had a really good week one, didn't play in week two. So you wondered what was going to happen. He only had one catch in week three against Tulsa. But I want to mention that it was a competitive catch. Strong hands that narrowed the goal line. I was really impressed with how he went up and got the ball. You know, you're not in games when you maybe you don't get targeted a lot. He was a guy that went up, made a great catch. So that was a great play. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, if you get a chance to make a play, make a play. And I think that stood out to me in my eyes. That was a great play by Jaden Gibson. Uh, And then, uh, you know, we talk about Nick Anderson as three touchdown passes or touchdown catches. I, I do want to mention that Jackson Arnold, he, you know, he, he got to throw it, take some snaps. He threw four passes. The throw that the 50 yard touchdown pass that Arnold threw to uh, Nick Anderson was one of the prettiest balls I've seen. He dropped it right on a dime. I mean, it was one of the best passes I've thrown. It was, it was a pretty, just laid it down perfectly. It's was a great throw. And, you know, it just amazes me, you know, what we're going to see out of Jackson Arnold moving forward. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the passes, you know, again, Uh, Six touchdown passes overall, five for Dylan Gabriel, one for Jackson Arnold. The run game, uh, interesting. We talked about Towie Walker last week, 21 carries, 117 yards. Didn't get a carry this week. Marcus Major, no carries this week. Two and 27. That's what uh, uh, Jeff Levy talked about, trying to get them more work. They
1: got the majority of the work. They got 22 of the 28 carries this week. Yeah, and they both scored as well. Uh, it just was one of those things they had to really grit for some yards. You know, Tulsa actually coming into this game was one of the better teams in the American Athletic Conference in terms of what they were able to do against the run. Uh, they they defend the run pretty well. So it was really tough sledding for those guys, and obviously there there were some situations where they gritted out some yards. But I'm kind of starting to wonder, Eric, I, get, I guess really – I don't feel like it's, it's that those guys aren't any good. It seems like after this game that maybe just some of the schemes that they're running are not right. They don't have the right uh, stuff to create open lanes for these guys Uh, because really against a team like Tulsa, you can, uh, I know I just talked them up and how good they were against the run, but you know, it's still a relatively inferior opponent. You should be able to run the ball at will against a team like this. If you're OU now, maybe having Savion bird getting hurt and not having a start your entire starting offensive line together, maybe that kind of affects that some, but I guess I expected a lot more from them on the ground, ground this game. And, you know, they didn't really need it as we talked about all the damage that Dylan Gabriel did through the air and all the damage that re- the receivers did, but uh, they're going to have to get the running game going at some point. It really just hasn't. Uh, I mean, obviously Tommy Walker was very individually very good against SMU, but uh and and they did they did pretty well against Arkansas State as well, but uh, this game really really not what you expected to see from them. I, I kind of figured that they would get a lot more on the ground than they did against Tulsa.
0: Javante Barnes, thirteen carries for 60, 68 yards with a touchdown. Gavin Sawchuk, nine carries for twenty five yards with a touchdown. Uh, Daylon Smothers, two carries for twenty yards and mop up time had a sixteen yard run. Uh, so that's the offense, uh, 66 points. It's hard to really, you know, we're talking about their run game. They scored 66 points. So I don't know, still 595 yards of total offense, switch gears to the defense. And Danny Stutzman is just playing at another level right now. We look at him. He led the team in tackles again. I think what he had nine tackles today, I think. Uh, but the, the highlight of his day was his 30 yard interception return, pick six untouched into the end zone. He's just playing at a, another level right now.
1: Yeah, it's incredible to watch. Uh, I mean, I think we even knew from the 2021 season uh, when he was a freshman that he was going to be a pretty good player. But last year just had some mistakes. He's still learning Brent Venable's defense, and now he's the unquestioned leader of this defense and and the unquestioned best player. He's the heart and soul of Oklahoma's defense, and uh, he's taking it to task. You know, with what he put on today, um, it wasn't the 17 tackles that he had against SMU, but you throw the pick six in as a nice bonus, I mean – he could he could very well be depending on how the rest of the big 12 slate plays out you know he could be the big 12 defensive player of the week again this week uh you just you just never know but yeah it's it's incredible to to continue to uh watch his growth in, in the way that and this quote has been mentioned over and over again but that he was kind of the goofy guy and, and Brent Venables basically told him to get serious so now he does a pretty good job of balancing both of those things he still has a lot of personality but He's the unquestioned stalwart of this defense. All the rest of those guys are looking to him, and and he's making plays and leading the way right now. Five
0: interceptions for the Sooners today. Danny Stutzman, Gentry Williams, Trace Ford, who returned a ball 26 yards, one man to beat the quarterback. Quarterback takes him down. Tough. Gotten taken down the Tulsa four-yard line. Uh, Key Lawrence with a pick and also Kendall Doby. Nice pick by Kendall Doby. It's good to see Gentry Williams. uh, First time he played on this field, he said, Booker T. Washington graduate, came back home. Nice homecoming for him. Uh, But five picks for the Sooners. Uh, You know, another number, another stat that really stood out on the defense was the 15 tackles for loss. Big time game. They had three sacks, um, two and a half tackles for loss for PJ Adebore. So big time game for him. Three tackles, two and a half for loss uh he's a freshman too that's really making big plays he's gonna be a fun one to watch you know that's
1: two and a half in limited time yeah absolutely uh got his first career sack as well and you started to see towards the end of this game as the defense uh kind of recovered from some of the mistakes that they made in the second quarter you started to see the pressure that they've been getting turned finally turned into production everybody's been talking through the first two weeks about where's the pass rush they only had one sack in each of the first two games they had three today uh out of Barre and then uh Jaron Cannett got in there and sacked cardo Williams and and forced a fumble. And uh Marcus Stripling, the book says, also had a sack at some point. And he was getting some pressure. So that's what you want to see moving forward is uh is setting the tone and 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 getting getting the kind of pressure that uh you're gonna need um to limit uh better quarterbacks when you go into Big 12 play.
0: Now, going into Big 12 play, of course, is going to be big for the Sooners. And, you know, all you got to do is remember last year, Oklahoma started 3-0, and uh, coming off a big win at Nebraska in week three, and everyone thought this is a team that has a chance to win a Big 12 title and play in the college f- football playoff. And uh, Brent Venables was asked a pointed question. What makes this year different than last year? And he answered it pretty pointedly too, said that he really feels that there is a difference between last year and this year. There's more depth, there's more focused and you know, there's more leadership. He really feels good about this team now. I really think that they're going to face a, a tough Cincinnati team. There's going to be a lot of adversity. This was a this was pretty much a home game, I want to say. There was a lot of crimson and cream in the stands as there always is when they play at Tulsa. There's going to be some adversity in Cincinnati this week and I, I'm I'm really interested to see what this game week's going to be like leading up to to Saturday, and actually what it's going to be like in Cincinnati on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting uh, this atmosphere to be kind of unlike anything that OU has seen this season. It sounds like Cincinnati fans uh, really love their football, and, and it's going to create a pretty hostile environment for OU. So that being their first road game is going to be a, a really good test of how they handle it it's probably a good thing. It's not a night game. You know, it is an 11 o'clock kickoff. Um, you may, and I don't know, maybe you wish it was a night game because then that prepares you for BYU later in the season. And and what a lot of people are thinking is going to be one of the tougher games in BYU. Uh, and it's presumed to be a night game. I guess we don't know that yet, but, but, uh, yeah, this should be just a great, a great test for OU. You know, I, I don't know how great Cincinnati is relative to what they were a few years ago under Luke Fickle. And now that he's gone, but, uh none, nonetheless, uh, you know, this is this is the kind of uh, test you want to start with your last season in the Big 12 to kind of set the tone for what you hope to accomplish this final year in the conference.
0: You mentioned BYU big win for BYU going to Fayetteville tonight, getting a, a big win in Fayetteville, a big one for the Big 12 over the SEC. So uh, it's going to be a tough year starting on Saturday going to Cincinnati. Uh, well, Mason, uh, as, as always, uh, you got to come here. You get to drive back to Oklahoma City. I get to drive 20 minutes to Owasso, so this is great for me. This is awesome. I got a 20 minute drive home. You got a two hour drive home, so you get to live my life this weekend. So, uh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I actually, what's funny is I actually am staying here tonight. So oh. Okay. I don't get that, so I don't get that drive until tomorrow. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Sleep <laughs> well
0: as always we'll have a lot of coverage going into game week into big 12 week uh starting on you know every day Sunday Monday Tuesday we, we write about the sooners every day so we appreciate you uh, logging on to Tulsaworld.com and as always we we'll have podcast uh two or three podcasts a week Tulsa world just anywhere you read all your get all your podcasts Apple Google Spotify wherever you can find us we appreciate your uh, just keep on we appreciate you listening and just keep your coverage on Tulsaworld.com